man. Bruh. Bro. Let it burn. <laughs> All right, we're going to cut that. We're going to cut that. We're going to cut that. You already know. You already, you already, you already know. It's the lunchtime live stream. Weekly recap. Lunchtime live session. Sometimes I do a little coffee on the morning time, but sometimes, especially when we have a weekend matinee like we did on Sunday, it calls for a Monday recap. I'm still drinking my coffee. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Black coffee, oat milk, and not sugar, either honey or brown sugar. Chef kiss. Perfect cup of coffee. But what's not the perfect cup of coffee, what's not the perfect combination is these goddamn New York Knicks. I swear to God, I swear these Knicks. I'm, you ever been so mad? You ever been so mad at something that you can't even be mad? You're just like hurt. You're just like, this sucks. You're so bothered by what you see. And you're tired and tired and tired and tired of talking and tired of dealing with the crap. That's what we're doing as New York Knicks fans. Dealing with the crap. And hell, even basketball NBA fans, you watch Knicks basketball. Are these games really enjoyable to watch? Sunday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who've been watching us for the past couple years? The Brooklyn Nets last week. Crap. Not even competitive. What is going on? What is going on with the Knicks? That is the question that we all have as Knicks fans. What the hell is going on in Madison Square? garden since the last weekly recap here are the results yesterday we lost by 10 but honestly we got shellacked 145 to 135 look at that score no overtime in regulation time 145 to 135 i am happy i bet the over i won but um Jeez, 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 jeez. Look at these scores. We beat Detroit 121 to 112. RJ scored 30. Finally, somebody scores 30 in the Nick uniform, but it's the Pistons, and we barely beat them, and that score is way too high for the Pistons. Nets got the sh- we got destroyed by Kevin Durant. Julius Randle really thinks he's an all-star, smiling up and down the up and down the damn court, smiling up and down the Barclays Center, took the bait, took the bait, took the bait from Kevin Durant, and he Kevin Durant dropped the easy triple double. We got destroyed. I don't get it, man. I really don't get it. Let me drop the link on Twitter and socials. I really do not get it sometimes. How we just fall into traps. We set up our own traps. Make it make sense. And Knicks Nation, the fans of the city is going crazy. Because honestly, presenting that amazing we team, don't uh, know. DNP. we don't know. We've got Racer X, what otherwise known comes as SP, next. as our final racer. We don't know what uh, comes next. While for we the wait Knicks. for them to get on the track, I do want to give honestly, a shout out. Data really Sherpa, truly, uh, what's next to New York? Do you, you fight coach? Do you make a trade? Well. Fans have been saying all the above. We did beat the Timberwolves, and we showed that, okay, we have some momentum going into the Brooklyn game, and we did nothing. 
And I'm going to get into some of the reactions from the past week and what we should do from um, my perspective, what I think we should do rather to improve the team. And one thing that needs to be understood, if we're going to make improvements to this team, we have to understand to make improvements currently this season with this roster or to make improvements for the future. If we're trying to make improvements for the future, we need to tank. We have draft picks that we control and we have draft picks that we do not control. And the draft picks that we do not control could turn out to be pretty good draft picks. I believe it's the um, the Wizards and the uh, Pistons draft pick. I could look that up. I'm a one-man show right now, but I could look that up and verify if that's actually the draft pick that the New York Knicks own and package that for a higher pick or a great player like we should have done with Spider or DeJounte Murray and we flopped. But that wouldn't give any results right now this season. And coming off yesterday's loss and the Brooklyn loss, it kind of sounds like we're in a state of purgatory where... We want success this year, but we also want the team to grow. So what does success look like this year for the New York fans, for the New York Knicks? Heart. I've been saying it over and over and over and over. Every time I'm on Twitch, every time I'm streaming, we got to go out and play with some heart. If we don't go out and play with some heart, sorry, I'm getting on Twitter right now. If we don't go out and play, let me just do this for my phone, leave my computer alone. If we don't go out and play with heart, you're going to lose the support of the Knicks fans. I don't really give a damn about stats. Anytime I hear anybody talk about stats, that's just, to me, some new Knicks fan, somebody who... Probably under the age of 30, they look at the numbers and they say, oh, my God, Julius Randle's a great player. Let me tell you something. Julius Randle's overrated. Julius Randle needs to be traded. Get Julius Randle out of here, please. Anytime somebody says Julius Randle's a great player, we just start laughing. Because he's trash. And I'll tell you how he's trash. He stats, his stats are inflated. Julius Randle will stand there and take seven threes and go 0 for 7 from 3. If you've missed, if you're 0 for 3 from 3, pass the ball. That's just an old school basketball mentality. If you're missing, pass. Or at least go to the rim. Create better opportunities. But Julius Randle's not creating for nobody. Creating for himself. Even yesterday in the loss of OKC. You can look this up online. I don't got to do this for y'all. But there's a clip of Cam Reddish visibly frustrated at a turnover that the Knicks caused. Here's an opportunity for a fast break. And Julius Randle jogs the ball up court. Why does Julius Randle have the ball if we have a point guard? bringing the ball up court at his pace to set up offense for himself. Come on. Come on. He said something personal. Come on. Right on the spot. Right on the spot. Julius Randle only sets up offense for himself. He pads the stats for himself. When you're setting up your team's identity, offense, defense, Action, plays, playmaking, rebounding, scoring, free throw, effort, 
on-ball defense, help defense. Who's the best player on the other team? How are we going to attack them? I don't see Julius Randle being effective in any of those categories. He's not effective on offense. Without the ball, he gives you virtually nothing. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he gives you nothing. Julius Randle's going to score. But like I say, professional NBA players all have the ability to score. So I don't want to hear it. Mr. Robinson being out, Julius Randle should have immediately stepped up in the paint and said, I'm grabbing every rebound and I'm scoring every point in the paint. You know what, guys? Hold it down on defense. I'll carry the load on offense and I'll grab boards. Just go play defense for me because that's what a team does. We can't rely on Mitchell Robinson to play defense for five people. But it seems like when we have Mitch, the Knicks do what they do. We got Mitch so we can relax. And that ain't fair because Mitch gets in foul trouble. But we don't have another Mitchell Robinson. Jericho Sims can do it, but not to the level of Mitchell Robinson. He has to build that up. Hartenstein can't play defense like Mitch. Nobody can. But who's our defensive specialist, our defensive lock supposed to be? Because it ain't RJ. As much as I would love for it to be RJ to become Jimmy Butler light, he has to grow into that. Is it Quinn Grimes? Because my son ain't playing. Why is Quinn and Grimes not playing? Why? What do you mean by that? Dibs. Why is he not playing? Who's going to be the defensive lock on the wing? What's a defensive scheme? Because we don't have guys who look like they can plug and play into different defensive schemes. How do we make this easier for Randall and Fournier? Because you insist on playing Randall and Fournier, Dibs. You insist on it. You play Fournier, all the minutes you should have given R.J. Barrett, whether he had a great game or not so great game. He's one of our cornerstones. You got to play him and give them a chance to step up. Because Fournier ain't it. Fournier should not play at all. Send him to the send him to Westchester. Cause you ain't trading him. Send him to Westchester. So I look at it like this. You have Randall, you have Dibs. They go hand in hand. Once you get rid of one, you gotta get rid of the other. And I'm not that type of guy. Oh, fan, I love basketball, I love the NBA, and I love for players to be professional and show up and score and defend and defend the garden. You let OKC come in and take a win in the garden. And Dib should know this. And if you can't be the leader of men in the blue and orange and white to defend the garden, then maybe this is not the right place for you. And maybe Thims needs to have a reality check. I'm not saying fire the guy, but if you're the front office, you need to say, hey, Thibs, we got to establish the identity of the team. Because it doesn't seem like we have one. What are we doing on defense? We got exposed by Boston. Every team after we play Boston has come out and just shot the ball from three like crazy because they know we're going to give up the three. They know we're going to give up the three. And they know we got Julius Randle on the floor who's not going to defend. And he's not even going to pretend to defend. He's supposed to be the leader. That number 30 is on all the jersey mock-ups. That kid's New York jersey is fire. And the mock-up, you see number 30, Julius Randle. So he's the leader of the franchise for now because I want Jalen Brunson to take that over. 
but he doesn't display any leadership qualities. I say this over and over and over and over and over and over and over. He doesn't display any, display leadership qualities. He doesn't come out and say, we're not going to lose this game. He doesn't come out and say, we're not going to give us, give us this lead, give up this lead. Sorry, I'm a bit frustrated. He doesn't come out and say, this team made a run. Let's get a stop and we need a bucket. And be the man to go out and get that stop for you. And then go get that bucket without causing a turnover or without being frustrated or without doing a, a, a bubblehead play. And then his body language changes. And then it's like, uh-oh, here comes the implosion. So I can't get jiggy with Julius Randle because that's not the energy that I want to see on the floor from a professional basketball player. So trade him. And I'm going to get into some trade machine activity that I've been doing. I've been playing GM. And I think we can change the roster a bit and win this year and next year. Because the Knicks are a 500 team. And if you're a 500 team, you're not in the lottery. And this is a stacked draft. So can we get a lottery pick? We have to tank for a lottery pick for the pick that we control. So what are we going to do? What will make Knicks fans happy? Do we fully embrace the tank? Do we say, hey, we're going to go out and be competitive every night? Win or lose, ride with us because we're going to compete. Or C, we're going to put the best roster on the floor and try to get into the playoffs or get into the playoffs, make that the goal, and have a deep run in the playoffs to hopefully attract future free agents. I'm going with option B. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Let me get my tweet off. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We've already tried to put the best roster on the floor and attract free agents. Right? <laughs> and we didn't get nobody. Nobody wants to come here. Many reasons. Dolan. The front office, players want to have a sense of being an individual, and they feel like the New York media and the Nick uniform get in the way of that. We've changed the front office ever since we got dubbed by Katie and Kyrie. But who have we gotten? Julius Randle? Evan Fournier? Nah. We got Jalen Brunson. I'm happy for the Jalen Brunson signing. I was one of the people that weren't against the Jalen Brunson signing. It made sense. We needed a point guard. And we needed someone who could calm the court down. Now, what I mean by calm the court down? When things get out of hand, we need somebody who we can give the ball to and say, settle us down, run the offense. And that's who we got. Happy for that. But why in the hell didn't we get Spider? We've talked about this many times. But now I got to revisit it because I'm tight. Why in the hell didn't we get Spider? 
I don't understand why we didn't get Spider. With the boatload of draft picks that we have. Boatload of draft picks. Make it make sense. And the team we play tonight is Spider's old team. And this was already circled on the calendar for Nick fans because we knew he's going to cook. And early in the season, we get the Jazz. We get the Jazz early in the season. Oh, we're going to cook. And we didn't. We didn't trade the picks. We didn't get the star. And we're not cooking. So what do we do? What do we do? You know what I mean? We can't get the star. That's what it seems like. And we have the Pistons and the Wizards pick. Two teams who are not playing well. So you never know. Are we able to package? And of course, we have Dallas's pick. Dallas is going to make the playoffs, though. Do we package four picks of this draft? Four first round picks of this draft, which is stacked like crazy. And I'm going to get into the draft potential. College basketball just started. I'm going to get into the draft potential. Not today, but I'll get into it. We got four of them, and we can't keep all four players that we draft because we have a full roster. So somebody got to go. Somebody got to go. Whether that's on the current roster or those picks need to be packaged into a higher pick or something or a package of players and picks for somebody. So we're not going to bring a star from free agency. We fumbled on trading. We can't tank. We can't tank. We the roster's too good to tank. Unless January, February comes along and we're still floating at 500 or worse. Then I can see we trade Randall for nothing. We trade Fournier for nothing. We trade Derrick Rose to a contender. You'll see a lot of shifts, and Tom Thibodeau is going to get clipped, and then we'll embrace the tank. But at this point in November, we can't even talk about tanking because we're not in a position to tank. Even a team who's supposed to tank that we play tonight, Oh, sorry, tomorrow, Tuesday, the Jazz, they've been winning games. They have a winning record. They are not talking about the tank right now. But they'll come back down to earth, apparently. Hopefully, we'll see. But the NBA is full of ballers. So the Knicks should be able to win games, especially if the Thunder are playing hard. A Thunder who beat us with effort. They play hard with effort. The Jazz play hard with effort. Why can't the Knicks play hard with effort? Where does that come from? Is it the coach? Both those teams have young coaches. Very young coaches. With young players. Do the Knicks need to make a change to match? Who knows? So we can't tank. We can't get a star. This is what I think we should do. Restruct this roster to make us exciting, to make the garden live, to make the Madison Square Garden Arena, the New York Knicks, a destination that people want to come to. Make it a arena that the other team wants to come play and show out for. 
Make it so that when you play the Knicks, you're going to be in for a dogfight. If Thibodeau can't get us there, then we'll get somebody else who could do it. Trade Randall. Trade Fournier. And that's how we're going to get into the trade machine. But before we go into the trade machine, player of the week. Player of the week. Player of the week. Player of the week goes to my guy, Jalen Brunson. I'll have to give it to Jalen Brunson. Stat-wise, he's been holding it down. Let me get a sip of my coffee. Yes, uh, against OKC, he only played 24 minutes, Thibs. 17.7 assists. Why didn't he play more minutes? Against Detroit, 26 points, 7 assists. Brooklyn, he had a bad game. 14 points, 2 assists. He shot 4 for 14. Minnesota, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. He's a constant. We need to keep him on the floor at all times. He's shown that he can play with anybody on the court. I got no problem with Jalen Brunson. It is time that we just go out and say that this team is his team and be done with it and be done with it. But the bum of the week, I gave it to Thibs last week. It's going to be Julius Randle for everything that I said earlier. It's Thibs and Randle, but it's got to be Julius Randle because I am just sick and tired of the lack of effort for a professional basketball player who's a veteran, who's been given the keys to the franchise of one of the most storied franchises of New York, the New York Knicks, who comes out every game with a stupid grin on his face and shoots bad, doesn't play defense, doesn't play with effort, doesn't command the paint. As a 6'8", 6'9", power forward, 250, muscles on top of muscles, command the paint. You can shoot the ball great. Shoot it if you're open. We know you can make it. Forcing up shots, not making his teammates better, not playing team ball, not hustling every single time, all 48. Bum of the week, Julius Randle. I don't want to see him in a Nick uniform by Christmas. The Knicks don't need to worry about selling tickets. We ain't buying a ticket to see Julius Randle. We want to see RJ. We want to see Jalen. We want to see Obi. We want to see IQ. We want to see Killer Cam Reddish. We want to see Mitchell Robinson. We want to see the young Nick boys go wild. So get him out of here. Bum of the week. And the next and bum of the week for this week. Next stream is probably going to be him again or Thibs. Damn, 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 pissed off. Because we're, we're, we're in a place where we can't do anything. If we win, we're stuck because we're going to get bounced in the playoffs. We can't do nothing against another team. We can't do against another team to keep it a buck. So I beg your pardon. We need to make the garden and we need to make the team attractive. So that way, when we do have the ability to draft, the kids that we draft want to play here and they want to stay here. When we do get to a point where we can get free agents, they want to stay here. And we do get to a point where we can make some trades. Teams want to trade with us because you know what? They see that we've built something with these players. These players are coachable. These players can fit into whatever system that they are being traded into. So, I'm going to get into the, the trade machine right now before I get into rumors. Because some of them go hand in hand. And, of course, some of these trades is, all of the trades are beneficial to the Knicks, but I try to make them as fair as possible. I try to make them as fair as possible. I'm a fair guy. Just because I'm insufferable doesn't mean I'm not fair. I'm a fair guy. I understand how the business of the NBA works. I am fair. I am fair. I try. And I'm going to start backwards. The kid who just smoked us, who I wish we had, Shea Goods Alexander, 
we drafted Kevin Knox instead of him. Everybody, this is the problem with goddamn Nick's Twitter. And not the people who know what they're talking about. It's the ones who just want to have something to say, and they're not real Nick fans. They don't got any merit for anything that they say. Yes, Kevin Knox was drafted ahead of Shea Gilgis Alexander on the New York Knicks. But if you watch college basketball and you understood that team and you understood the NBA and you understood the draft pick that the Knicks had, Kevin Knox was not a bad pick. You look at the size, a 6'8 and growing small forward, Long and lean. Can shoot. And he has slightly above average athleticism. Young guy, 18, I think he was. Or 19. Coachable. All of those things that you want in a young player. Not a high lottery pick. Plus, for those who love stats... He had better stats than Shea Gilgis on Kentucky. So it was pretty much like, okay, we got a piece that we can use to build because we wanted him to turn into what we see like Michael Porter Jr., Jason Tatum, those those tall, long, lengthy guys. He just didn't become that for whatever reasons. Hindsight is 2020, but we didn't know Shea Gilgis was going to become this. Let's not forget, Shea Gilgis was drafted to the Clippers. Or he was on the Clippers and he got traded for that Paul George deal. But Shea Gilgis wasn't drafted to be the starter, but he was a solid piece and a young piece. And he blew up once he got to OKC. That's what happens when you give young guys a chance. And you allow them to make mistakes and you can't you can't bench them when they have mistakes like you do to Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett. You got to let them play. You got to let them play. You got to let them play. So I get it. But if Shea Gilgis is like, hey, I'm tired of losing. I want to be in a big market. I went to Kentucky, big market school. I went to the Clippers, big market. I'm a leader. I got my bag. I got my money. Let's get something going. Chet Holmgren hurt. Is OKC going to embrace the tank and maybe get one of these top draft picks appear with Shea Gilgis and Dort and Giddy and Chet when he comes back? Chet got to put on like 30 pounds of muscle. He got to put on some muscle. Maybe OKC is formidable in the West. Almost... The same way that Memphis, when they got Ja and all those pieces aligned, now they're a threat. Maybe he sees something because he's not a foolish kid. Or maybe he doesn't. Shea Gilgis to the Knicks for Fournier, Derrick Rose, three first-round picks for this year. Detroit's, Washington's, and the Knicks pick, and two future pick swaps. For Shea Gilgis. Would you do that? I'm doing it. Sam Presti, if there's an opportunity to build that roster, you don't got to worry about the cap so much with Shea. Get some picks off the Knicks. Why not? Trade machine number two. This really doesn't help the Knicks, but it gets Randall off the team. Send him home. Send his ass home to Texas, to Dallas. And Dallas is in a weird situation with contracts, but the Mavs are pretty much the, the junior Knicks. They have Pazingas, Tim Hardaway Jr., Frank Nilekina. They got um I forgot they got one of our other players who was on uh the Westchester Knicks but um send Julius to home man get him out of there give us Bertans and Josh Green just for the contracts of the line Bertans can shoot the ball and he will play 
on defense. He'll play effort. He can balance out Mitchell Robinson when he's in foul trouble. He'll work well with Obi Toppin on the floor. He can shoot, and he'll put in effort. And that's exactly what we need. Get Julius Randle out of here. Now, I'm a big fan of Anthony Edwards. And I said this on the watch along the other day. And I said this all over Twitter. People was coming at me on Fanspo, on Twitter, whatever. I don't care. Give me Anthony Edwards to the Knicks. Hashtag trade ant. Hashtag trade ant. And I got the trade scenario. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. But we get Anthony Edwards on the Knicks. Evan Fournier is out of here. Julius Randle is out of here. And I got two different trade scenarios. All right. Here go one. And I'm a greedy old Knicks fan, but we got picks to move. We got four first-round picks. And listen to the plan. Lakers get Derrick Rose, Julius Randle, Tareem Prince. I think the Lakers would do that. You get a shooter, you get an additional scorer to pair with LeBron and AD, and you get a point guard off the bench. You can stagger wrestle, oh, sorry, Derrick Rose's minutes. Timberwolves get Evan Fournier and three first-round picks from the Knicks and a pick swap, and they get a first-round pick from the Lakers. The Knicks get Russell Westbrook and Anthony Edwards. Now, a lot of people don't like this because of Russell Westbrook. But here's how I look at it. Here's how I look at it. Russell Westbrook is going to do everything that I call for New York to do. And what I call that New York needs. Heart. Offense, action, defense, never quit, never say die. He has one year left on his contract. The Lakers have already worked it out so he can come off the bench. So the Knicks won't have that problem if they want to use Westbrook off the bench or starting, right? They don't have to deal with that issue. So you know what? Because we, we don't got Julius Randle no more, Russell Westbrook could play that Randle role, plug and play. He'll get the same amount of rebounds as Randle. He will score the same amount of points. He'll give you the same amount of assists or more. And he's going to push the pace. He's going to run the floor. And he's going to have a heart when he plays on the floor that Randle was never going to ever be able to do, ever. And worst case scenario... You could just release him. You could just cut him when you get him in a trade if you don't want to have him a part of your roster because you want to go full Nick. But I don't think that they should do that full young Knicks because you can't tank. Remember I said you can't tank. So you have Russell Westbrook and he'll win you some games with this roster, with this Eastern Conference. He'll win you some games off his heart and passion and strength alone. And then you got the Timberwolves who need to make a trade. If you go on social media, if you go on any Twitter, Reddit, Fanspo, Instagram, the Timberwolves have issues with their roster. They're not what they thought they would be. It's still early in the season. And I think they should trade Anthony Edwards. And here's my dream. And here's my logic. They just traded a plethora of picks for Rudy Gobert. They're not going to trade Rudy, Rudy Gobert after they just traded for him. And they traded so many picks away. They just extended Carl Anthony Towns. He's their guy. Anthony Edwards has problems with his teammates. It ain't D'Angelo Russell. And he seems to be the most expendable guy of the four. 
But him and Carl Anthony Towns are homies. That's they're bros. And you need a point guard. Unless you make Anthony Edwards a point guard. But D'Angelo Russell is a pure point guard who can definitely score and he's clutch and he's a leader and he has experience. And he's not going to give you issues that Anthony Edwards has. So trade him. And Minnesota can recoup several draft picks that they gave away and they get draft picks this year in a stacked draft. The Knicks get a young player, Anthony Edwards, that he can build with Brunson, Barrett, quickly topping Ant. Mwah. Knicks fans are satisfied. We got a team. Anthony Edwards is going to play hard. He's going to get out of the, uh, Minnesota and say, all right, this could be my team. We here. This is the real we here. It's the real we here. And you got Russell Wishbrook. Veteran. Come on. I'll do it. I will do that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And I got another trade for you, which ties into the rumors. So I'll get into the rumors and, and do another um, trade machine. I had it. I had it. I had it. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. But it's another. It's another uh, GS Randall trade. Where did I? I thought I screenshotted it. Oh, I don't like this trade, but it gets Julius Randle out of New York. Out of New York is where I want him to be. And rumor hit Nick's social media Sunday. And the thing with these rumors where they come from unnamed GMs, blah, 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 I get it. But sometimes they lead to nothing. Quite often, it leads to nothing because rumors are just rumors and people want to have clicks. And this is what I do. I'm going to talk some sh about the rumors. Julius Randle to Miami Heat is heating up. <laughs> what are you waiting for, huh? Do it. But for who? For who? And it looks like as far as contracts... Unless you wait on this trade, because they're definitely not trading Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. But that puts the Heat in a weird space uh, contract-wise. So they got to trade some guys to match up the money. And that looks like Duncan Robinson and Jovic, who's another big. And we get Obi Toppin to have more minutes and a backup for the power forward or center. Now, I'll tell you why I love this trade. I'll tell you why I love this trade. Because uh, 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 Julius uh, uh, gone. I'll tell you why I hate this trade. Because we would have to do another trade or two to actually improve the current roster. Because Duncan Robinson, I don't know what the hell happened to that kid. Knocked down three-point shooter. Very Joe Harris-esque. Corner three is pretty much money. He can get hot and score. He's a big enough guy to play some defense. But what is he even now? What is he doing? And he gets paid a very Evan Fournier-like contract. And I hate Fournier. And I hate a player who just gets paid an absurd amount of money to just pass the ball or shoot the ball. So how are we going to take advantage of his skill set? If we get a player like that, he needs to give you two plus threes a game on average. You got to because you're being paid to stretch the floor. And if you have uh, Jalen Brunson who can create, you have RJ Barry who likes to drive. You have Ovi Toppin, who can also stretch the floor, and I love that. You need to be able to create those lanes. So let's see. Let's get him out of here. But that rumor, I'll, I'll take it, but that doesn't really help the Knicks roster. That doesn't really make the Knicks 
attractive on the floor to package some picks for a player to package some picks to move up. So I don't know. But also, crazy crazy rumor, a crazy rumor that hit the internets or hit the interwebs. (laughs) Anthony Davis out of Los Angeles. I don't see it. I feel like if anybody's getting traded from LA, it's Russell Westbrook. The only way they're trading Anthony Davis is if the Lakers get to a point where they're not winning games. They don't foresee themselves winning games. They're not going to waste LeBron James um, career. And you need to build the future. You need to get pieces. It's hard to build a team when you have players who are eating the salary cap. You can't build a team with three players who are about 75%, 80% of the salary cap. It's not like when LeBron was on the heat, when you had the big three and you had people taking less money to win the championship. There's no Mike Miller. There's no Ray Allen. There's no Birdman. Those guys ain't there. And you don't got prime LeBron, prime Wade, and prime Bosch to carry the load. It ain't prime LeBron. It ain't prime Russ. And it ain't prime AD because he walk around like Mike Tyson. He broke his back. My back is broken. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not going to be one of those people that say, hey, Let's go help the Lakers. Let's go get a star in New York. And he turned into Antonio McDice. Or like my boy Steph said, Amari Stoudemire all over again. He gives us a great half a season and now he's broken. And now we're stuck paying him. It's a risk. But three-team trade with the Timberwolves again. More picks on the line, though. I got the Knicks trading five picks. You end up with Anthony Davis and Anthony Edwards. Fournier's gone. Julius Randle's gone. A healthy Anthony Davis, a healthy Anthony Edwards. We're going to have to pay Anthony Edwards in, the, in a year. We got Obi Toppin to pay. We got Cam Reddish to pay if we keep him. We got IQ to pay if we keep him. We're going to be the terrible cap spot. But is this a ch- team that will make the playoffs? Starting five is what? Brunson, Edwards, Anthony Davis, Mitchell Robinson, and RJ. And off the bench, you got IQ, Toppin, Cam, Hartenstein. That's a really good team. That is a really good team. I I say on paper, if Anthony Davis would be healthy, Anthony Davis just destroyed the Brooklyn Nets. LeBron wasn't playing. That's a really good team. And the Lakers end up with three first-round picks as they deserve for Anthony Anthony Davis. Julius Randle on Torian Prince. You get a shooter that LeBron loves. You get another scorer to help LeBron. The Timberwolves get over Fournier. They get three first-round picks. You get two from the Knicks and one from the Lakers. And a second-round pick from the Knicks. And you could throw in two, uh, a pick swap or two. Picks are worth it. If the Knicks can end up with Anthony Davis and Anthony Edwards, I will let the rumors rain. Let the rumors rain. Let the rumors rain. And pull the trigger on that. If I'm Leon Rose, I am calling, calling, calling. How many picks would it take? I'm calling the Timberwolves and I'm saying, how many picks would it take for Anthony Edwards? I'm calling the Lakers. What combination of players and picks would it take for Anthony Davis? And I'm seeing what the cost will be. I'm writing it on paper and I'm saying, okay. What's up? How can we make something happen? Because if I'm the Knicks and I'm trading, out the door has to be Julius Randle, 
out the door has to be Evan Fournier, and in the door needs to be a young star who is a an all-star player or at least has a, not the potential, at least has proven ability to put up numbers to be an all-star for multiple seasons. Which is Anthony Edwards, which is Shea Gildas-Alexander. I don't know who else is out there that we could get. I would love Jalen Brown. That's a pipe dream for me. But I don't see Boston moving on from Jalen Brown. Hell no. Hell no. Boston's doing great with this coach they got. So, speaking of coach, Tom Dibble. The streets say fire Tom. For who? For who? That's what I say. I'm not going to say get rid of the coach. Front office needs to have a meeting with the coach and say, what are we doing? They need to put their hammer down and say, we're going to make some changes. What are we doing? And let Tom Thibodeau know we got to get, we got to get better. The only players that the front office should meet with in regards to the future of Tom Thibodeau would be RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson. No, I'll say Mitchell Robinson. Forget, forget Julius Randle. You want to bench RJ Barrett for Evan Fournier? You should be benching Julius Randle. So if you get rid of Tom Thibodeau, how does that help the team? Because you only fire a coach if you feel like, hey, we need to make a change. And the change that we are going to make is going to immediately put us in a position to win. And win this season. And win now. The Nets made a change because they feel that they have a roster that puts them in a position to win. The Lakers made a change because they have players who can put them in a position to win today. If you fire Tom Thibodeau, who are you putting in this spot that's going to improve the players currently on this team? We can't talk about players who are not on this team. Who currently on this team benefits from Tom Thibodeau no longer being the coach, and how do those benefits translate into wins, if that's what we want to do? If not win, better effort on the floor. And I don't care what coach you got. That ain't going to change Julius Randle. That ain't going to change Evan Fournier. So you... If you do make a coaching change, you have to make a roster change. So what comes first? The coach or the roster? Because I see it, I see changes imminent for both the roster and the coach. But what comes first and for who? Kenny Atkinson wants his job. The Nets played him. Kenny Atkinson got roots in New York on the New York Knicks. He would love this. Everybody always says Mark Jackson. Y'all need to do some research on Mark Jackson as a coach and what front offices think of Mark Jackson and why he hasn't been hired as a coach again. Johnny Bryant, do we know what he can do? He's been touted as a great mind and a great leader, but do we know what he can do with being in charge? We don't know. So if you do get rid of Thibs, you can see what Bryant can do. And if the results are directly affected by that change of leadership, or is it because the players are saying, hey, we can just do it? 
Is it the players or is it the coach? Now, if I'm New York, I stay away from this because they've had a history of bad decisions and they've had a history of coaching controversy. Ime Udoka. I feel like the Celtics don't want to pay this man, which is why they suspended him and didn't fire him. But they could trade him. You can't trade a coach. And I read a couple rumors that they were ready to trade him for nothing. So that way they don't have to end up paying him that contract. And the Nets elected to just stay who he had. So let's see. Let's see. All right, let's get into let's get into this week's schedule, and um, gonna wrap this thing up right here. Cause I'm out of breath, I'm annoying, I'm pissed off, and I'm gonna drop this thing on the pots. We got Knicks Jazz tomorrow. I can't call it. It's a push. I'm streaming that game. It's at nine. Late streams. I hate it. I'm calling the L. Knicks Nuggets. The following day, Wednesday, in Denver. You know the Knicks are losing that. And then Friday. Oh, my God. This is a a road trip, if there ever was one. On Friday. Against the Golden State Warriors. You think Golden State losing to the Knicks? Hell no. Another loss. Then Sunday. Matinee game. Another one. Against the Suns. They lose. I might stream that game. And then next Monday, they play the Thunder again. They're also losing. So... And that's a back-to-back. So we got a very difficult road trip on the way. And I see the Knicks going 0 for 5 in the next five games. I got to figure out when I'm going to do the weekly recap. Um, If it's going to be a lunchtime Monday and in between that back-to-back. Or will it be that Saturday after the Warriors game? Or the Sunday before the Suns game. I don't want to let a lot of games go by. But streaming-wise, I think I could uh, pull the Jazz game. That Nuggets game is a late game. I really hate streaming streaming uh, late games. But you got the Nuggets and Warriors. I have to do one of those games. I One of those games, gotta, I got to do the stream. It might be... I think I could do the, the Knicks-Nuggets. It's a late game. But, you know, them will be smoking that loud pack. So I I, I got to think it over, but I could do that. And that Sunday Knicks-Suns game looks promising. Also that Monday Knicks-Thunder. I got to get more streams going for you guys. But we're going over five on a road trip. It is hard. It is hard to be a Knicks fan. But let me know what you guys think. Let me know the thoughts. Let me know if you agree, disagree, what we want to talk about. Get on, get on, get on, get on, get on. Appreciate the follows. If you have Twitch and you have yet to follow me on Twitch, please follow me on Twitch, NYK Insufferable. If you do follow me on Twitch and you have Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, offers a free subscription to any uh, Twitch streamer. So you can subscribe to my channel without any additional costs because you have Amazon Prime. Please look into that and please subscribe to my channel. Bits are on the way. I'm making fun things happen. This channel is popping. 
anytime I do a watch along, the energy is amazing. And I'm so grateful to be able to put all this together and have the support. And I'm only going to keep growing. I'm one guy and I'm going to grow. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to collaborate and partner up. So please, please, please subscribe to the channel on Twitch, especially if you got Amazon Prime. It's not going to cost you anything because you get a free subscription through Amazon Prime. So you that on your board.